Good morning, friends. Today is Monday, the 21st of September, 2020. Our readings for this morning in honor of St. Matthew, Apostle and Evangelist, are Psalms 119, 41, or Psalm 119, 41 through 64, Isaiah 8, 11 through 20, Romans 10, 1 through 15, and the Gospel of Matthew 13, 44 through 52. We are no longer strangers and sojourners, but citizens together with the saints and members of the household of God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercies, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us, through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our God is glorious in all the saints. O come, let us worship. Be joyful in God, all you lands. Serve God with gladness and come before God's presence with a song. Know this, our God himself is sovereign. They themselves has made us and we are theirs. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving. Go into God's courts with praise. Give thanks to God and call upon their name. For God is good, their mercy is everlasting, and their faithfulness endures from age to age. Our God is glorious in all the saints. O come, let us worship. Psalm 119, 41 through 64. Let your steadfast love come to me, O God, your salvation according to your promise. Then I shall have an answer for those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. Do not take the word of truth, do not take the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your ordinances. I will keep your law continually, forever and ever. I shall walk at liberty, for I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your decrees before rulers 
and shall not be put to shame. I find my delight in your commandments because I love them. I revere your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Remember your word to your servant in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my distress, that your promise gives me life. The arrogant utterly deride me, but I do not turn away from your law. When I think of your ordinances from of old, I keep, I take comfort, O God. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked, those who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs wherever I make my home. I remember your name in the night, O God, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me, for I have kept your precepts. God is my portion. I promise to keep your words. I implore your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. When I think of your ways, I turn my feet to your decrees. I hurry and do not delay to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight I rise to praise you because of your righteous ordinances. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O God, is full of your steadfast love. Teach me your set. Teach me your statutes. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 8, verses 11 through 20. For God spoke thus to me while God's hand was strong upon me, and warned me not to walk in the way of this people, saying, do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy, and do not fear what it fears or be in dread. But the God of hosts, the one you shall regard as holy, let this one be your fear, and let this one be your dread. God will become a sanctuary, a stone one strikes against. For both houses of Israel, God will become a rock one stumbles over a trap and a snare for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble. They shall fall and be broken. They shall be snared and taken. Bind up the testimony. Seal the teaching among my disciples. I will wait for God who is hiding their face from the house of Jacob and I will hope in God. See, I and the children whom God has given me are signs and portents in Israel from God, of, from the God of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. Now, if people say to you, consult the ghosts and the familiar spirits that chirp and mutter, should not a people consult their gods, the dead on behalf of the living, for teaching and for instruction? Surely those who speak like this will have no dawn. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle C, the Song of Hannah. My heart exalts in you, O God. My triumph song is lifted in you. My mouth derides my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like you, nor any rock to be compared to you, our God. 
Do not heap up prideful words for speak in arrogance. Only God is knowing and weighs all actions. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the weak are clothed in strength. Those once full now labor for bread. Those who hungered now are well fed. The childless woman has borne sevenfold, while the mother of many is forlorn. God destroys and brings to life, casts down and raises up, gives wealth or takes it away, humbles and dignifies. God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with the rulers and inherit a place of honor. For the pillars of the earth are God's on which the whole earth is founded. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Romans, chapter 10, verses 1 through 11, 1 through 15. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer for God, prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. And I can testify that they have a zeal for God, but it is not enlightened. For being ignorant of the righteousness that comes from God and seeking to establish their own, they have not submitted to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down? Or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead? But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is God and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same God is God of all, and is generous to all who call on them. For everyone who calls on the name of God shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle Q a song of Christ's goodness. Jesus, as a mother, you gather your people to you. You are gentle with us as a mother with her children. Often you weep over our sins and our pride. Tenderly you draw us from hatred and judgment. You comfort us in sorrow and bind up our wounds. In sickness you nurse us and with pure milk you feed us. Jesus, by your dying we are born to new life. By your anguish and labor we come forth in joy. Despair turns to hope through your sweet goodness. Through your gentleness we find comfort and fear. Your warmth gives life to the dead. Your touch makes sinners righteous. Lord Jesus, in your mercy, heal us. In your love and tenderness, remake us. In your compassion, bring grace and forgiveness. For the beauty of heaven, may your love prepare us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 13 verses 44 through 52. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. All right, let's see a few thoughts on the readings this morning. So our psalm speaks to the law, and I have a a note in my margin from the last time that we read this. What does this mean to us today? Well, I think if we think about the law of love that we now know is the all-encompassing law of Christ. We can really empathize here, particularly with verse 53. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked, those who forsake your law, those who act out of, and this is my words now, those who act out of something other than love. We can get really indignant. We can get really hateful. I was reading one of my favorite writers um, the other day, Nadia Bowles Weber, and she was she was praying a prayer to not become that which she hates and the slippery slope there is <clears throat> you know, these feelings that the psalmist is describing here, hot indignation, right? To anger and then anger to hate. And so we need, I think, to stop and remember that to hate somebody for not loving does, as Nadia says, turn us into them. But more than that, that no one was ever hated into love. You know, when we, when we lash back at hate with hate, all we do is feed the beast. I think that's my point there today. And then what I want to say about Isaiah is actually a little bit off topic, but it just really spoke to me today. The dead on behalf of the living for teaching and instruction. Surely those who speak like this will have no dawn. And I think this is actually intended 
as a negative. Um, my commentary has to say about it, recourse to ghosts and the familiar spirits, i.e. necromancy, was a practice in ancient Israel and Judah, though often condemned. Here, Isaiah threatens that it can lead only to greater distress and darkness. And I do agree with that, but you know, here in this place where we're still mourning RBG and where personally, for whatever reason, I am in another series, season of grief for my father, um, I think... I think the message here for me today is that it is not the dead that are the gods, right? God is God. But what we see in the dead that we so admired, you know, John Lewis, RBG, my daddy, (laughs) um, is the divine in their lives, is that love lived out that we were talking about yesterday. And so I, I think again that we sometimes confuse the vessel, right? Because Ruth, Ruth's goodness and wisdom, they were her living out love in her life. That was God working in and through her. And we need not fear that with Ruth or John or daddy, go the beautiful and holy things that they brought to this world because that holiness, that love still exists. They were just conduits for it. And how exciting to think that now there are going to be new conduits and we will be even that much more because we have those that have gone before. I guess that's kind of my point. I hope that makes a little bit of sense. We do have to move on though. Thank you for bearing with me today. I'm a little bit tired and discombobulated. Our reading from Romans. To me today, there are a couple of things that stand out. One, we reference again, three things, I guess. We reference again the law of love. We make it very clear that everything else is worthless next to love next to Christ, who is love embodied. And we say that there's no distinction between different people, groups, and faith and worship. And I think those are really important things to remember. And I think, too, that I have a little challenge here for the last piece. So maybe this is number four. Um, How are they to hear without someone to proclaim? And how are they? I I think that we we can know God even if we've never been introduced to Jesus Christ by name. And I know that that might seem rather scandalous or even heretical, but I do think that not having the language or the knowledge to describe God in the same way does not exclude one from knowing God. And I think that's really important to remember here. And now, because... It's so funny. It's like we're all slightly colorblind and arguing about the color something is. It is what it is, whether or not we have 
the same language to describe it. And I feel like it's this about God and about being Christian. And I think we need to get back to the root of things, the, the law of love and whether or not what we're doing bears fruit that is loving, right? Because you can, you can tell the tree by its fruit as the, as the saying goes. And a lot of what we're doing on, on all sides of the isododecahedron shaped arguments that we've got going on in our, in our world today, a lot of it is just inciting more hate. And I'm not saying that it's okay to let, let bad things stand or let evil have its way. I know you guys know me better than that. But I think the way in which we fight back is really important too. And we need to look at our leaders like Ruth and Martin Luther King Jr. and John Lewis and fight with grace and with love. I think that's what I have to say there. (laughs) Our gospel reading today Actually, I kind of mixed our two together when I was talking about the last one. Um, The piece about faith when found is more precious than anything that was actually from our gospel reading, not not our epistle. Gosh, guys, sorry everything's so wonky today. I... I think this is absolutely wonderful to remember that that um, that our holy relationship with the divine should come before anything else. I also think there's an interesting line in here about the angels separating the evil from the righteous and throwing the evil into the furnace of fire. And I think about the refiner's fire. And I don't think, I mean, I just can't believe that our God, who loves us so much, would just damn us to an eternity in hell I feel like we and again I probably sound heretical but I feel like we probably get as many chances as we need you know what I mean because God is timeless it's not like you missed your time and you're done and maybe this maybe this furnace is the refiner's fire you know maybe it is another step in 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 transformation. And yes, transformation is, is painful, but I don't think God hurts us for the sake of hurt. I think any pain that we go through, God is just using that for our transformation. That's what I think. I don't think, I don't think it's ever God's choice to hurt us. Now, not talking about people as evil or good, but talking about forces and instincts within us or acting on us from the outside as being evil or good. I I can see that, but I I almost think that our all-powerful God can transform even that. Even the force of darkness can be transformed. Oh, and I shouldn't... Even the force of evil, it's probably the better way to say that, can be transformed. I think when it says in Scripture that God takes all things and uses them for good... I think that really means all things. I think even the things unseen, that God can take and transform them. Um, I think things have gotten twisted 
um, and they continue to get twisted in our lives and in creation. But I think that that God restores and, and somehow in the restorative process makes the one whom he is restoring even more than they were before. God doesn't, and I think you've heard me say this before, he doesn't restore us back to some former state of ourselves, but restores us forward, further into the person we're becoming. So that which we thought was a setback becomes a catalyst. And I think, friends, that's all I have to say today. Thank you for being here with me and for listening. affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We are going to pray in place of the suffrages, the litany of healing. Beginning on page 30 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. Let us offer our prayers for God's healing, saying, Hear and have mercy. Holy God, source of health and salvation, hear and have mercy. Holy and mighty, wellspring of eternal wellspring of abundant life, hear and have mercy. Holy immortal one, protector of the faithful, hear and have mercy. Holy Trinity, the source of all wholeness, hear and have mercy. Blessed Jesus, your holy name is medicine for healing and a promise of eternal life. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, descendant of David, you healed all who came to you in faith. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, child of Mary, you embraced the world with your love. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, divine physician, you sent your disciples to preach the gospel and heal in your name. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, our true mother, you feed us the milk of your compassion. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, son of God, you take away our sin and make us whole. 
hear and have mercy. Jesus, eternal Christ, your promised spirit renews our hearts and minds. Hear and have mercy. Grant your grace to heal those who are sick. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage and faith to all who are disabled through injury or illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Comfort, relieve, and heal all sick children. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give courage to all who await surgery. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Support and encourage those who live with chronic illness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Strengthen those who endure continual pain and give them hope. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Grant the refreshment of peaceful sleep to all who suffer. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Befriend all who are anxious, lonely, despondent, or afraid. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Restore those with mental illness to clarity of mind and hopefulness of heart. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give rest to the weary and hold the dying in your loving arms. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Help us to prepare for death with confident expectation and hope of Easter joy. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Give your wisdom and compassion to healthcare workers, that they may minister to the sick and dying with knowledge, skill, and kindness. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Uphold those who keep watch with the sick. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Guide those who search for the causes and cures of sickness and disease. We pray to you, O God. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, Lamb of God, hear and have mercy. Jesus, bearer of our sins. <coughs> Sorry. Hear and have mercy. Jesus, redeemer of the world, hear and have mercy. Compassionate God, you so love the world that you sent us, Jesus, to bear our infirmities and afflictions. Through acts of healing, Christ revealed you as the true source of health and salvation. For the sake of your Christ who suffered and died for us, conquered death and now reigns with you in glory. Hear the cry of your people. Have mercy on us. Make us whole and bring us at last into the fullness of your eternal life. Amen. We thank thee, heavenly creator, for the witness of thine apostle and evangelist Matthew to the gospel of thy incarnate, our Savior. And we pray that, after Matthew's example, we may with ready wills and hearts obey the calling of our Savior to follow them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Peace O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, 
Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Dear God, we pray for all who are sick, in spirit, soul, or body, heart, mind, or will, for those who are asleep and unawares, for those who are awake and raw with the experience of it. We pray to be comforted by you, dear God, to be sustained by you, to follow the example of others who have lived out your love in their lives. We ask, God, for you to come among us for us to see you as you are already among us and to work your healing within and among us. In the holy name of your begotten, Jesus Christ, all this we pray. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.